The Cultural Enterprises podcast is part of our online academy. Structured courses and learning resources created by industry experts, which encourage flexible learning. So you can watch at your own pace, in your own time, on multiple devices, in a location to suit you. To see how we can help you and your team, please visit culturalenterprises.org.uk forward slash academy. Hello and welcome to the Cultural Enterprises podcast. Part of the Association for Cultural Enterprises Year of Digital, this series will focus on a range of topics from retail to front of house, helping you consolidate, create and renew as the sector opens up again following the most challenging year it has ever faced. Our second episode will focus on mental health. It's been well over 12 months of lockdowns, furlough, redundancies, closures, reopenings and more closures. This level of uncertainty on an organisation and individual level has surely affected the mental health of every one of us. So, how do we best look after ourselves and each other in the coming months? To answer this question, we are joined by Vicky Cockman, Head of Client Delivery at Mental Health First Aid England. Also known as MHFA England, they are a social enterprise with a vision to improve the mental health of the nation and their mission is to train one in ten of the adult population in mental health knowledge and skills. Through this, they believe it's possible to create the culture change that is needed to break the stigma on talking openly about mental health. Hello. I'm going to talk a little bit about mental health and how both individuals and workplaces can support themselves in the year ahead. And I'm personally passionate about breaking down the stigma around mental health and creating workplaces where people feel able to talk about their well-being and bring their whole self to work. I think it's really important to share, and I say this whenever I'm speaking to individuals about the topic of mental health, that we all have mental health. Our mental health fluctuates and sometimes we can feel really mentally fit and well and on other days we might not in exactly the same way that we do our physical health. And there's no denying that the past year has had an impact on our mental health. In fact, the Centre of Mental Health is predicting 8.5 million more adults will need mental health support as a result of COVID. We have had to adapt significantly in the last year, be that at work with working remotely, sharing our workspace with friends, family, pets, or returning to a new way of working with social distancing in place. Or we've had to significantly adjust to not having the same level of social connection that most of us are used to. Either way, transitions of all different kinds can be a pinch point for our mental health. And the last year has brought a tidal wave of change and we are recognising that workplaces in particular need to be prepared and set up to support their employees' wellbeing and mental health. Looking forward, I think we can take a lot of learnings from the past year and explore ways to best support ourselves and create cultures of care within our workplaces. Firstly, we talk about returning to normal. And I think this has presented a time to reflect on what parts of normal do we actually want to go back to? Asking ourselves questions like, what have I done in the last 12 months that has positively impacted my mental health? And what do I need to return to doing in order to improve it? One thing that I will be taking into next year that has really positively impacted my mental health is knowing that I need to reduce the amount of times that I'm commuting to the office. For me, commuting three hours a day for more than two days a week has a big impact on my mental health. And having the option to work from home gives me the time in my day to sleep more, exercise at times that suit my body, cook great food and spend more time with my partner and dog. All of this is essential to my self-care, giving me more energy and allowing me to give more to work. 
My colleagues and team get the best version of me this way. For others, it might be having the opportunity to spend more time with your children, families, or it might be knowing that your workplace is actually somewhere you love connecting with your colleagues and having that face-to-face -face interaction is, is really important to you. Most adults will spend just over a third of our lifetime at work, so it's crucial that we are understanding what good self-care looks like in and out of work for us as individuals. Organisations, their leaders and employees need to work together to create workplaces where people can thrive and support their mental health. I think there are some key themes and focus areas that will set workplaces up for success in supporting mental health over the next year. The first is take a whole organisation approach. Build the right culture and ensure a mental health and wellbeing strategy is properly implemented. Things can't be considered in isolation. Not every workplace wellbeing strategy will look the same, but they will need to be reflective of the nature of the business and the workforce. It means designing the stress out of processes and systems, putting healthy job design first, attending to reasonable adjustments, looking at training requirements, flexible working needs, fair and equal pay, and so much more. And for anyone looking to get started on looking at culture change, I really encourage you to look at MHFA England's culture change campaign, My Whole Self. This campaign helps workplaces to recognise the importance of creating inclusive workplaces and the impact that it has on staff wellbeing and productivity. The next thing to look at is, are your leaders and people managers equipped to have confident conversations about mental health? I think managers are the key to unlocking open conversation about mental health within the workplace. Starting one-to-ones with a conversation about staff wellbeing can be really powerful. Or integrating activities such as the stress container into team meetings allows everyone to focus on how they're feeling, how that might be impacting their work and what help might be needed. But workplaces need to make sure that managers are equipped with the knowledge and skills and feel empowered by senior leaders that this can and should be a focus within their role. Senior leaders also play a pivotal part in setting the tone for the organisation, and this includes mental health and wellbeing. Leadership teams should be championing this with all teams and employees that work for them. Having leaders openly talk about it once again is hugely powerful in breaking down the stigma and creating open cultures. Training for staff members can be a really effective way to build up knowledge and skills throughout an organisation which gives people the confidence to have open conversation. Supporting employees to adjust coming back from furlough or returning back to their physical workspace will also need to be a focus for organisations over the next year. Naturally, after any period of change and a year of a very different routine, it will be hard for some individuals to adjust back. At times, this might feel like individuals are starting a new job. The first few weeks will likely feel exhausting. There might be heightened anxiety about the need to commute again or be face to face with colleagues. So it will be really crucial that workplaces are closely supporting employees and really listening to what people need. It might be more or less flexibility. It might be employee engagement plans and opportunities to reconnect with their peers. Either way, workplaces need to take the time to find out what their staff need. Ask for their feedback directly. Don't wait for them to come to you. Individuals might need upskilling, further training or updates on how the business has changed over the last year. My advice would be create some onboarding plans. If you have staff working in a different way to the past year, it will help ease the adjustment. And that way you'll have a skilled, motivated team more quickly. With this, it's really important to remind employees, whether they've just returned from furlough or have continued to work throughout the last year, to take annual leave. 
Downtime to recharge away from work is essential for building mentally healthy workforces. And for the next year, knowing that holidays and vacations will likely look very different for the majority of us, it's really important that individuals are still taking time for themselves away from work to be able to come back energised and more productive and to be able to bring their best selves to work. Finally, the one thing we need to focus on this year is putting yourself first and good self-care. You can't pour from an empty cup. Before supporting others, it's important to check in on your own well-being, as this will put you in a much better position to provide effective well-being support to somebody else. There's a fantastic resource on our website that's called the Weekly Wellbeing Check-In, and this allows you to ask yourself, how are you feeling? Reflect on what you're doing to look after yourself. For example, am I drinking enough water? How did I sleep last night? And this is a really simple tool to check in and then tweak anything you need to, to in order to improve your mental health. Understanding what makes you feel great and what makes you happy is really important as ultimately this will improve how you're feeling. One of the things I love is Action for Happiness action calendars, which share small actions to do each day, which helps to support and improve your happiness on a daily basis. I also think workplaces need to ensure they are supporting individuals to integrate good self-care into their working day. I hope we'll see many more organisations support their colleagues in flexible working and by either empowering employees to get their work and personal life balance right or working at times when they know they are the most productive, scheduling work around school runs and family time or promoting time in the day to exercise, get fresh air, connect with colleagues over a cup of tea. Whatever you know makes your workforce really mentally fit and happy. Importantly, ensuring that their employees can put themselves and their mental health first, which in turn really supports productivity and the business long term. For anyone wanting access to free resources such as the Stress Container Tool or Weekly Wellbeing Check-In um, that I mentioned earlier, or for anyone wanting to know more about my whole self, these can all be found for free on the MHFA England website, which is mhfaengland.org. Thank you for listening. 